You know, Nathan, I noticed over here you got like a little power bank that is built in USB slots. Mm-hmm. That's the greatest thing invention like of recent times. Can you can you fight me on that? Oh, like when the power plugs have the USB slots on them. Yeah, it's smart. Like you have, like I'm looking over here, you have your computer plugged in and you have like three USB things plugged in. And I don't it, understand how that's not standardized yet. Well, I mean, that's the thing though. It's also like, is it too, is it too late? Because I feel like that only, I think I saw it for the first time like last year. Like USB is going out of fashion now? Yeah, like now we're in the USB The USB 3.0 is going to be leaving? Yeah, so now we have to have USB-C slots. I guess. I, I guess also I look at your new computer, yes. your MacBook, your gorgeous MacBook Pro. That, that only is, comes with uh, that only comes with USB-C slots yeah. pretty much. So yeah. like, but like, I, I agree with you, the notion that like, why isn't it standard? Is it expensive to do? It doesn't seem like it would be. Right. Because um, you see a lot of those like, you know, those cheap electronic stores, like USB cables are like a dollar a pop. Yeah. Like maybe sometimes even less. Yeah. Uh, the the what do you call it? The, the the charging docks are usually pretty cheap. Those cheap plastic things. Should be easy things. to do. Should be easy to do. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 it can't possibly be expensive. Exactly. So yeah. Nathan, I guess what I'm saying is, is that I know how we can become millionaires. We Uh-oh. start coming out with USB C power. What do you? Okay. Also, what do you call this thing? Power strip. Power strip. Power black. Yeah. Power fuse strip. box. Fuse protector. Power strip. Protector. Why would you call it a fuse box? <laughs> A surge protect. I don't. There are different <laughs> words for it. An extender, an extension cord. Oh well, like, no, a fuse box is a very different thing. But just in case people don't understand, what we're talking. We're talking about the thing that plugs into the power thing in the wall. See, like I, my vocabulary with this stuff is very limited. I think you're a bit rusty, John. No, no, no. I just with words. Yeah. <laughs> so like power socket, right? That's it's, what we're gonna yeah, call a it's wall. It's a power. Thing. It's a power strip that you attach to a power socket okay, in but, which you attach your powered appliances. Okay. Well, I agree that yours is a strip because it's long. Yes. But like, what are the, what those ones are not long? They're like. Are you talking about the ones about the round one? Yeah, that, that, there's those. There's just different ones. Oh, then there's the extension cables. Either way. Yeah. Brilliant idea to have the USB. Um, I'm always nicely tickled when I see a USB slot in places that there aren't usually USB slots. Oh, the buses. Buses. Buses in Singapore. Uh, 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 waiting areas, uh, like a waiting lobby at an airport. These are all good things. A bathroom. I've seen some in bathrooms. Those are the best. In like, bathrooms? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like next to the toilet bowl. Uh-huh. Like where they have all of your amenities, like your toilet paper, your <laughs> your your butt washing buttons. Sure, because you know, is this, with one is this, comes the other. Is this a Japan thing? Or is this, this is like a Japan thing, thing and an occasional course, China thing, of course. Yeah. But like, so they're basically saying like, stay a while, get comfortable, get hemorrhoids, get hemorrhoids. Yeah. Huh. Real danger, my friends. Oh, for sure, for sure, for hemorrhoids. Sure. Real danger. Like, don't sit on the toilet bowl for too long, uh, on your phone. Playing your games, looking through Instagram. Yeah, possibly TMI, but my dad's got a real problem with that because he used to read on the toilet bowl. Like he yeah. would spend hours on there. And then all the, the poop germs uh, infest your butthole. Yeah, you're like, you're like pushing too hard for too long or something. I don't know. Yeah. Have you ever had hemorrhoids? Write us in at contact at goodhangpodcast.com. Because we're back, motherfucker! Boys are back in town! Boys are back in town! Boys are back in town! I, feel, I love that in the first two minutes of our first recording, we have nine like mindless technology talk and poop talk. Like, mm. I, feel like, I feel like people are like, listening to me like, oh, they're back. They're back in right? business. Back God. in business. And it's been a while, Nathan. It's been a long time. What month is it? Right now, currently, yeah, it's August. It's August. What if we lied? What if we're like, it's May? It's, it's May 2018. <laughs> we just sat on this one for a long time. Yeah, you'll never know the difference. We haven't 
Dude, like, what was the last thing we talked about in our last podcast? It's been ages. Halloween, I believe. It's Halloween, right? I Around believe there. it was an episode about Halloween. I remember we talked about It. The movie It. That's oh, the, the last, movie. The movie. That's it. the last Instagram post I made with my yes. wonderful whatever. But let me, yeah, let me look. I mean, I can look it up on my little podcast app. Yeah. Um, but it's good to be back. It's yeah, the, be back. the last episode we recorded was um, regarding Halloween, and we're talking about our pa- our, our past Halloweens, um, our experiences yes. as childrens. And here we are now on episode 95, Nathan. 95. Why did we stop at 94? Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, 94 was a good year. In I retrospect, was it was a age. stupid time to stop. We should, like, If anything, we should have stopped at like... A hundred? A hundred, I mean, yeah. I feel like... Well, I've, I feel like we didn't plan to stop, first of all. Oh, also, no, not at all. sorry yeah. that we did stop. Oops. Oopsies. But it's okay. It's okay. We're back, and uh, we're, we're, we're getting on a semi-regular schedule. I think we'll talk about that a little bit going on. But yeah. we're back, and we want to provide more content. We miss you guys. We miss you guys so much. We miss you so much, and we hope to be uh, soon uh, back into your regular routine. Yeah. Uh, back into the groove of things in case you have forgotten my name is nathan and i'm john and this is the good hang podcast episode 95 good to be back guys hopefully for at least another five more episodes <laughs> at the very very least that's the very like, that's least. just embarrassing i feel like that says something about like our psychology we're like no we can't we we're afraid of success we we, we are we're afraid to finish unto completion it's like what happens yeah like when we reach completion what happens no one knows yeah it's, but we'll it's, find out. I guess we will find out. I guess we will. Um, but, you know, expect more guests. Expect a few more episodes. Um, at the moment, there is no set schedule, but there are rough plans. Um, uh, let's, let's discuss it. Yeah, like, well, we're trying to be certainly more regular than we have. Been. Exactly. I believe like one of the models that we are looking to chase is um, something a bit more seasonal. Yeah, where... like we'll, we'll, we'll do like a whole chunk of episodes, yes. maybe take a break for a while, attend to other things in our life, and then come back. A lot yeah. of people are doing that. I feel like it's a good model. Yeah, so record like a bunch, like, and that way we make it less uh, like podcast of the week kind of thing and more like guest episodes, you know, things that you can listen to five, six years from now and they would still be more or less relevant-ish. Ish. Um, but that's kind of the plan. Uh, We're going to go down the road with it. I intend to ha- spend a bit more time in Singapore the next few months as well. Um, but before we get into all those like weird, technical, boring things, I mean, whatever. You guys are going to get episodes, so be happy. Yeah. Um, I mean, we already entertained you with that USB poop talk. <laughs> Like you guys uh, should be happy now. Let's let's talk about the last. Um, uh, um, You're trying math, to count the months. Ten months. Oh God, what's wrong with us? Good Lord, ten months. We've almost been gone for a full year. It's a good thing we're back before that. Yeah, let's talk about that. Should we play the music? Halloween's just around the corner. Oh like my God! Another costume. <laughs> let's play the music. What have you been up to? Hello, um, this is future Nathan editing the episode, and I just realized that I cannot find the audio file for this theme song at the moment. Um, I know exactly where it is, but I'm overseas right now, and I can't get to it. So instead, um, I'll I'll just do this. When you see your bird and want to know what's new, you just gotta ask, what you been up to? Yeah, so for this one, Nathan and I thought it would be, I mean, it only makes sense for us to talk about what we've been up to all the way since you last heard from us, which is so a So literally day by day by day. Yeah, so day like by day. Play so by o- play. So October 27th, I was, like, it's a good thing I kept copious notes. Yeah, strap like, in guys. This is going to be a 12 and a half hour Yeah, I have, I have roughly 300 words per day since like, it, in fact, if I spent less time 
with this very detailed journal, we could have just recorded more episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nathan, what have you been up to? I feel like, okay, I feel like um, there's no one to blame for like this long absence, but if there was, it would definitely be Nathan. Mm-hmm. So Nathan, what have you been up to since we last what recorded? What have I been up to? So like my my form of doing this is literally just like looking at my schedule <laughs> because I can't, it's hazy. I can't, he's bringing up Apple calendars. He's just it's, looking like. It's hazy in my mind what the recent going ons have been. I mean, a whole lot of um, China, I feel like in, in the early part of 2018, the exactly. part of 2017. Exactly. So the reason why the stop initially happened was because uh, late last year and early this year, I was spending a lot more time in China, pretty much like to the point where I would be in Singapore for maybe six, seven days out of the week of the month. And when I'm back for those few days, I'm busy with like Singapore work. And then I also kind of want some me no, time back time, home. I just didn't want to see John's fucking face. Um, I'm not so. fucking all the time. <laughs> no, only, but it just, it just only fucking sometimes. It just got difficult to negotiate doing this as well as going back and forth in a different country yeah, and yeah. like working in two different countries in almost like two separate markets. Yeah, and we talked about, ooh, maybe we can record over Skype and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, it was just like, ah, no, it's just... Let's let's save it for when we can fully focus mm-hmm. on recording the episodes and, and creating content. And ladies and gentlemen, like that's now. Yeah. Like, quit bit. And my point is, I like, quit bitching that you haven't had content. You're just be grateful you're getting it now. You fucks. <laughs> why, especially why, why especially we, you. Why are we adopting such a hostile tone on our first episode back? Just because I want them to hear the truth. It, especially is, you, Jay. I'm just gonna leave it at Jay. You know who you are, Justin. Or Jemima. Jemima. Just quit being a little bitch. This is how you. Person. This is how you alienate the audience, John. No, it's just it's like it's like I don't want them to get too comfortable in our love because our <laughs> love is strong. I but suppose. you have to keep them on our toes. Like you got to think because like this episode has got to get a few more new listeners. Oh, that's true. Hi, new people. It's the first one in a while. Hi, new people. And we're already pushing them away uh, and distancing them like we have our loved ones. No. Oh. Um, but yes, yeah, so yeah, sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. So yes, you were been going to China. Yeah. And what, what can you say? What you've been doing in China? Is there? Any- I've been trying to get like a proper working rhythm started there. Sure. I was able to release a single, but since then, like things have been a little bit slow just because of paperwork stuff. Really. Oh, trust me, I know. That's what I'll be talking about when yep. Ryan gets me. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I've been you released I've been electricity. electricity. That. Like you did electricity. You did. Yes. Uh, you recorded that. Yeah. You recorded some songs. You did the music video for electricity. Can you talk about that a little bit? I know that's like old news, to people. But uh, that's super old news. Uh, roughly, I, I went to Japan, shot a music video. It got released in China, and now it's in Singapore and it's everywhere. And but that was done in like march look i'm just happy the japanese and the chinese can get along these days yeah finally right long sword history between those two countries yeah um but um i i've actually been back in singapore a bit more often since like late may june don't tell them that oh no no it's fine why haven't you been recording (laughs) um but since then i've been busy with different projects in singapore and then like um it had been so long since either of us we're able to find the time to do this that we figured like starting all of a sudden was just strange yeah. but for some reason now of all times has been the most ideal yeah i mean we just like i think it's like we were making excuses and we're like let's just do it yeah i think now the pace has finally reached a, a time where we can commit to it first of all but also like we're in we have waited long enough that we feel that we just need to jump on it yeah and, and like our cards kind of lined up like yeah. schedules cleared up and like 
mental spaces are good. Yeah. So it's, it's good. It, we're happy to her. But uh, since then, well, what was it? So I released stuff, did things in China. Um, uh, eh, uh, performance gigs, da, 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 da. Uh, I, I shot a movie in, yeah. in, in, the, in the month of July. Um, it was, um, it's, it's, a, it's a Chinese rom-com film about a ghost who falls in love with a zombie. Oh my and God. they have a sweeping romance for the ages. Um, and that's going to come out in February uh, of 2019. Oh, I was going to um, say, not Halloween? No, no. Not Halloween. <laughs> Missed a tick there, guys. Right. Uh, it's tough to edit a film in two months. Fair enough. Chinese um, New Year, though. But um, I'm, I'm personally super excited for that because it's my first leading role in a film. Yes. I honestly have no idea how it's going to go. I'm fully prepared for the possibility of being like complete shit. <laughs> but right now, it's very much in the hands of post-production. Yeah, because you've completely wrapped. You wrapped it about, a, uh, what, two weeks ago? No, we wrapped like a, like almost a month ago now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, well, that's done. That was a quite an experience, right? Because I remember, like, yeah, like the few times I did see Nathan, he's like, I'm hungry because he has to look like a zombie. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm... I have to eat healthy. <laughs> yeah, I was eating healthier. I was just, like, really tired um, because shoot hours were long. And it was also just, um, it was a very strange process because, like, um, I'm sure listeners of this show know that I have acted before doing TV shows and stuff, but it's never a natural environment for me. Like when I perform on a regular stage that with a band and like a guitar in front of me and behind a mic, mm-hmm. that is a very comfortable environment for me. But like in front of a camera with like a hundred crew standing around you and like you're shooting things out of order and you kind of have to conjure up emotions and like really think about the continuity and think about, you know, the lights and if you're facing the camera the right way and like, you know, how your mouth looks on <laughs> screen. <laughs> like there's all these thoughts that could possibly um, throw you off. Throw, yes, exactly. Throw, throw you off. Um, and they very often do. I bet. Very rarely am I like completely in the zone. Like, I find that that happens super rarely. When it does, I'm even more confident. But for the most part, I'm always kind of second-guessing. But, like, I'm just kind of falling into the hands of the director and hoping that uh, the director can let me know when something is right or not right. But it was a very nerve-wracking process. So are, are you saying that you feel uncomfortable not having complete control over things? It's more is that so, what it is? No, it's more so, like... Yes, in that way. Uh, in music, I don't have control. In, uh, in music, I have control in the sense that like, I'm fully aware of when I'm being good and when I suck. Mm-hmm. In acting, especially screen acting, I feel like I have very little control over that because I have a very uh, untrained gauge of how good or how shitty I'm being. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Like, I just have no concept of like... I, I can shoot one whole scene like after three minutes and then after we all cut, I'll be like... I think that was good because again it's film like they're not going to use all the three minutes that they use right yeah so kind of like i think i think the first 30 seconds of that was good then it's a weird shitty minute in the middle then it ended good again but you're never very sure because yeah but i mean do you you go back to video village and watch playback and stuff um not often so you think okay so basically just to go back a little bit so so you're just like trying shit basically pretty much like so it sounds like very much like my style of love making you just 
you just try things and hope something happens. Your style of love making? Yeah, like like how I, how I have sex with the ladies. Okay. Like I'm just like, uh, does this feel good? I don't know. I don't know. I, you know and just then it's over. Stick then, it, stick it somewhere, and you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hope it's it fits. very similar. Like, yeah, I do that, and you do a bunch of stuff. Hopefully, it feels good for someone. Exactly. And then, and then you go to craft services. Exactly. Exactly. I can uh, relate. Get a sandwich after. Um, oh yeah. That's that's uh, yeah. That's kind of more or less what it felt like. It just felt like very. Um, <clears throat> unsettling in the sense that I never mm. knew how I was doing. And that's scary because the camera will always pick stuff like that up, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. Like if you have doubt or if you have yeah. like... Like if anything, I loved it when the director would be over um, anal with things. Right. Like, and really tell me to like... For, oh, again, like my lovemaking. Yes. Uh, when, when the director would tell me like very specific things to do, mm. I feel a bit more secure because then I know exactly what I have to do and then I add my own like juice to that sure. direction as opposed to when they give like a kind of general wash of art so this is gonna happen you look there you this person says this go and then it's just kind of like let's try it yeah and i guess get so. lucky and, it, and it's it sucks because when you're like or it's just different i guess like i guess you do have to be secure because i've been like i've been shooting i've been lucky to shoot a bunch of stuff this month uh, a couple commercials and stuff and like i forgot how it's like like what the director will give you be like, hey, do that thing, but do it faster. Mm-hmm. Or like, can you do it slow and then fast? In other yeah. words, they're looking at technical things, like they're, how it looks yeah. as opposed to the performance. Like they're, yeah. it's very rarely are they are they like, yeah. can you work on this emotional tangent? It's, so, it's, it's like so always easy. technical. It's so easy to forget because like, I think when it comes to theater stuff, mm-hmm. because whenever you get a direction in theater, for the most part, the director or the uh, the the uh, choreographer or whatever, they're in the room with you. They're looking at you in the same room in the same space. They're pr- most likely standing like less than 10 yeah. meters away from you. But when you're filming, you are in this world that the director and the team has created. You are in this space. You are interacting with the space and you are this human being in a living space. Yeah. But to the director, they're looking at you through this tiny little rectangle. Exactly. And nothing outside of that rectangle matters. And it's so easy to forget that. Yeah. And to, put, to like further the analogy between theater and film, it's like on theater, you have like weeks of preparation of rehearsal and rehearsal, rehearsal. Then finally, uh, when you get to the week before the show opens, that's when you start looking at the nitty gritty. But like with film, it's like you're lucky if you get a rehearsal and then when you're on that day yeah. you have to be on you have yeah. to give the performance and then they can tweak stuff in post but yeah. it's like it's a completely different animal and like it, you also are expected to give a performance after waiting around for three four hours yeah, for yeah, lights yeah. to set up yeah. for someone else's scene to finish you've been sitting in like a, a stool at the height of your knees yeah. in the hot sun for a while yeah. i mean let's and not then let's, let's, now Performing the, that exact scene and that exact continuity, this exact point exactly. in the film, and that's the job. I mean, and like it's you know, it's the job. Let's it's, not I, discount I, the fact that Nathan you just might be horrible. I, oh, exactly, that's I'm the thing. supremely untalented. That's the thing. No, like I'm very super. Ugly. Like I, I'm very honestly speaking. Like that is a genuine concern, but also I will fully submit when I see it, and and I'm like. <laughs> you know like i will fully submit to that if that if that happens i will not burden you again and, and I, I will stick to singing <laughs> i'm not kidding this is the final this is the this what's this film called um the chinese name is new new i sang shi and uh, okay. it means when ghost meets zombie oh i mean yeah. that's a good title simple yeah <laughs> so you're saying if this thing if this thing flops you're done with acting this is your swan song um this is you're like oh okay i get it is that what you're saying i think so i'm gonna have to watch it and really gauge for myself when i when i if i watch it and like i myself can see like 
oh, I don't completely suck. I'm going to stick with it. But if I watch it and go like, wow, this is kind of irredeemable. This is like, um, 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 I can't think of that guy's name. Who's that kid in the room? The one that like is kind of pervy and... Um, Mark? Yeah. The character of Mark? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're like that. If you look like Mark from the room. Exactly. Okay. Then I will... I like that you're like, but what if you look like Tommy Wiseau? Oh, and then, then I'm, you're sticking I'm in with it to it, win right? it. I'm in it to you win gotta it. you got to commit to it. I mean, I feel I'm like going for that Oscar. Tommy Wiseau's problem is that he didn't produce enough movies. Yep. Like he was like, he should have capitalized on the room. He gave up too soon. It's crazy, man. Um, but that was an exciting process. Oh, um, yeah, cool. What else? Uh, real quick. Um, been traveling a bit. Travel. Do some holiday traveling. Oh, I did a musical. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that whole thing. I did a musical. Um, met my girlfriend through this musical. Um, uh, it, Time out. Was Great Wall after we stopped? No. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. No, it wasn't. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It was not. It wasn't. Yeah. Oh. Time is a construct. It is a weird construct <laughs> of time. But Great Wall was before, that's for sure. Yeah. And then, but yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm remembering now. I'm remembering now. But yeah, this is your it's, first it's, time ex- revealing that you have a girlfriend and that your girlfriend was in that show. Oh, yeah. Sting ding. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Um, it's not really, it's it's not a, a huge thing. It's really just because I yeah. I've, I generally don't talk about my yeah, everyone, relationships. Yeah, everyone isolate that part where he said this relationship is not a big thing. <laughs> Send it to Nayong. Her Instagram is something, something, something. Yeah, I'm actually in trouble now. Oh, <laughs> um, oh no. aren't we both, brother? Um, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, yeah. yeah, you're a private guy. You rarely talk about your relationship, but you guys have been together for a little yeah. while now. It's not even like a privacy thing because I talk about it with like my friends, yeah, my yeah, family. Yeah. I just like it's a very strange expectation of like a public person that you share every part of your life. Yes. To every single person, That's fair. you know, it's a it's a strange expectation of, of that, and like I don't think it's an abnormal thing to not want to share your private life with the greater public that you have never met and yeah, might I never feel like ever I, don't, meet. I don't feel like you really need to defend <laughs> like not talking about. Oh yeah, no, it's just yeah, it was yeah. just very strange because like I remember very clearly it. when yeah. I just kind of started being more open about it. Mm. A lot of people started asking, so why now? Why the reveal? They were talking like, why the reveal? Why now? Like, why <laughs> Why the, like, has it affected your popularity? You know, why this? And da, da, da. there's been a lot of questions like that. And really? I, just, I just felt, yeah, you'd be surprised, dude. We I are in surprised. Singapore after all. Um, I guess. Good and point. the Asian uh, kind of view on celebrities with a very huge open inverted comma um, and public relationships is a very strangely specific Asian thing. Mm. Like, it's starting to be less so in the Singapore scene, but in, like, the Korean scene, the Chinese scene. Oh, fair. 110%. But it's how, like, well, you do it? not talk about relationships. It will ruin your career. It'll blah, 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 blah. So from, like, from the artist's point of view, yeah. and, like, they're, like with their manager or whatever, they, they're... they're old school tradition notices that they don't talk about relationships. They want you to like well, appear single so that Pretty much, fans yeah. feel they can get and then, with you. And then because of that well-known stigma, the media has very much bought into it. So I remember when I first like just posted pictures of it on Instagram, <laughs> like I just started getting emails and requests and like things. I didn't reply to any of them because oh my God. Like, like, it's kind of like, if I just like straight up asked the interviewer, like, so did your husband give you 
anal last night. <laughs> okay, that's a bit too much. That's a bit much. <laughs> that's a bit much. I don't think you'd be a very good interviewer. <laughs> so in the past, since we stopped recording, I also have a girlfriend. Who hey. I, hey! I love her very much. She is the best, and she um, is awesome. And uh, her and I, her and your girlfriend get along too quite well. They're never in the same country, though. Redeemed. Redeemed. But, like, yeah. I feel, actually, I feel like if they were if they hung out more, they would get mad at us less. Or mad at us together. Or mad at us together. Oh, fuck. <laughs> no, because I, I feel like there's a power in meeting girls and be like, oh, your boyfriend does that, my boyfriend does that too. Oh, we're into this together. Because, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But man, being in a relationship is great. Being and in a relationship is great. This is a real mature relationship, I feel. Because I feel like she and I are very open about like uh, our emotions and stuff. So we're good at talking. So one thing I, I've, I've loved is this whole notion of like, open communication like the big thing is that you know about the five love languages mm-hmm. you hear about that it's something we really subscribe to and we talked about and we, mm. and we talked about like oh this is what i need i need words of affirmation and if you use words against me it hurts me it's just it's a good relationship you know what yes. i mean it's good to be in a relationship yeah the the love language thing is very real it's a real thing it's very very real because it's so specific to like um, your upbringing, mm-hmm. like down to your parents, your the, the how you were schooled. Yeah, if you, have, you, grew if you up. have no idea what we're talking about, in a nutshell, the idea is that people ex- that the notion behind the five love languages is that people express love in uh, very specific ways, and some affect them, and some don't affect them. So there's words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, gift giving, and services. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, Rachel, you should be so proud that I remember that so easily. Um, and then some people respond to ones in response to others. So for example. My big two are words of affirmation and quality time. Mm-hmm. So to feel love, I need to spend time with a person, like full, like undivided attention time. Yeah. And also I need them to tell me that uh, words of affirmation, not just like, oh, I love you. It's also like, oh, I believe in you, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the ones I don't respond to, ironically, is gift giving because I like material crap. But like, yeah. I don't really feel if someone gives me gifts. You like really it for even. yourself. Pretty much. It's yeah. But it's not like, it's not, it's not like, because some people will be like, I don't feel love because you don't buy me flowers. I don't feel love because you don't give me chocolates or yeah. gifts or whatever. That's yeah. not me. You have you have a more masturbatory relationship with the love language of gift giving where you give yes. it to yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I usually give myself sex toys mm-hmm. that I masturbate into. Mm-hmm. So what are your love languages, Nathan? Do you know? Have you taken the quiz? Oh, I'm very aware that my love languages are not gift giving. Mm-hmm. Um, it's somewhere in between uh, uh, acts of service yes. and quality time. That's cool. Because um, quality time is just, you know, it's 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 of a high quality. Yeah, because I feel like cause the because the, I feel like quality time is like people are like, duh. Yeah. But that that means that Nathan and I are off we're not Correct me if I'm wrong, but there are people there who are like, "Oh, I need time to myself." Oh, very much. Okay, the, the, there's a you huge need that difference because I'm yeah. like, I, time to myself includes my partner. Like, mm. I need time with me and my partner. Yeah, I think there's a huge difference between like quality time and just like being around each other, like hanging out. <laughs> yeah, quality is the key, right? Yeah, like really taking advantage of it, like making the effort to like move things forward. Um, and I'm very grateful that like to be in a relationship where like that. Uh, um, uh, Happens a lot more often than I'm used to. Well, what happens? Quality. Um, Sorry. (laughs) Like taking active steps to move things forward. Because I feel like guys in general, uh, and you know, you can tell me if you're not of this, of this, uh, uh, if you don't subscribe to this magazine. But um, uh, I think guys in general are very okay with coasting in a relationship. Mm. If nothing moves, if the status quo is completely unchanged for like five, six months, guys are completely happy with that. Whereas you females... Get complacent. 
yeah, complacent or like just comfortable. Yeah. Whereas females, because they are nurturing and they want things to grow, because they are nurturers of life, mm-hmm. they want to always have that next step, you know, logically. And I think guys can sometimes get a little bit resistant to that next step. Yeah, that's fair. I or think. sometimes even like afraid. Yeah, um, I mean, it's fear of commitment, right? If you boil it down, just, to sometimes just play lazy. Sometimes or just, lazy. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes just play but lazy. Like, yeah, I, I get what you're saying because because uh, Rachel's kind of similar. And like, she's good at like at like knowing herself and knowing how she wants to be treated and loved. And mm. I appreciate her for that. You know yeah. what I mean? She's like, yeah, she's it's like, always good to have someone like that. Then that way, like the quality time is of actual quality because you can talk about things that mean something, things that really help you to understand each other in the yes. long term. But on top of that, she's a real silly bitch. Mm. Like, she's a real clown. <laughs> she's so wacky. She drives me crazy. I love that chick. Anyway, so that's so sorry, ladies. We're off the market. Uh, sorry, gentlemen. Uh, we're also off the market. But yeah, uh, well. Oh, no, not to gentlemen. That's what you're saying. Yeah, well, there's always the option, you know? A good man comes around. Exactly. There's such things as open relationships. There is such a thing, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But, I okay, mean, so you've been talking about your career. I would like to talk about what I... I've been kind of bursting to talk about this a little oh, bit. Oh, please do. So, um, earlier this year... That sounded weirdly sarcastic. I really mean it. This is exciting stuff. <laughs> What a dick. <laughs> That's why we haven't been recording because Nathan's a straight up dick asshole. Uh, no. Uh, so yeah. So just like a, a little – about a month ago, a little over a month ago, I left my job, which I haven't been able to talk to, but now I can. So for the past six years – I mean it's like the world's like stupidest everyone knows secret. But like for the past six years, I've been working as a performer at Universal Studios. What? what? You know, we said a universal company that brings universal excitement in entertainment. That's what, it, what, that's what we're talking about, guys. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was a performer at Universal Studios. I went there right after school, uh, after I graduated here in, in Singapore. I've been working there ever since. But recently I left out of mutual, like, oh, it's time to move on. And it's been a good thing. And it's like now I'm in Singapore. Now I'm able to stay through various different means. And now I'll be doing stuff like this and, like, acting. I've been doing – Oh man, August was a good month for me in terms of like work. Hopefully, nice. it can stay like I did. I like because Nathan may be doing the music and like the TV shows and the movies and stuff, but I like I'm a commercial guy. Like I, I thrive on commercials. Like because it's like I look around at like the the casting calls and they're like, oh, they need a, guy, a slightly overweight guy who's funny and is expressive. I'm like, that's me, and I tend to land <laughs> those jobs. So I had, like three or four jobs where like <laughs> I think I, all my auditions required food. Slow your roll. You don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. You I don't, don't want to be that guy who is like you know, like Singapore's Jared from Subway. I don't mind being okay, I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy and what he did to those girls. But man, it's good to have a niche. It's good yeah. to be like that guy. It's good to be in, in, in the entertainment industry. It's good to be that guy, the guy yeah. who blank. Yes. yes like yes. if you're like, Ew, we want that guy who's like, oh, very handsome and is j- jazzy singer and whatever. Like, we get Nathan. Uh, oh, let's get let's get a, 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 a girl with purple hair and does yoga. Oh, we get Sandra. I don't know. Like <laughs> These are bad examples. But like, it's good to be like a guy like, oh, like, uh, you know. I'm the goofy chubby guy. No, I, I I think it's super exciting. It's like a whole new era right now. Oh, it's very exciting. Like, um, because you, I think six years is a good 
Oh, it's long. Time. It's a good enough time. And more like, than more than. Um, is it cool to mention that the contracts there are are quite? Strict? Oh yeah, yeah. So like one of the big things is that I wasn't allowed to do like external projects when I was perform at Universal Studios. Like, mm-hmm. So like now that I've complete, but like I couldn't do film, I couldn't do TV, I couldn't do theater, I couldn't do it, I couldn't even do like st- like open my stand up comedy. Mm-hmm. And so now all those options are open to me, and it's a little, it's awesome, and it's also a little scary. Well, the world is your oyster, my friend. Yeah. I'm excited for it just because right now there's, you know, the, 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 the chains have been broken. Yeah. Yeah. Not to say that Universal Studios is a prison. <laughs> I'm not saying that at all, Universal Studios. It can be like I that. love your place very much. Your roller coasters are fun. But um, yeah. I'm just happy to see you finally able to do the things that you've yeah, no. been wanting and to I'm do. And I'm super grateful for my time there. I mean, I had a great time. It's oh, not yeah. like it's not like it was six years of nothing. Like it was yeah. like performing every day, and also I, I mean, it was and I made a lot of good friends and stuff. It was great. But it's exactly. time to move on. I'm excited for what and like I have to give thanks to Nathan. Nathan was like in this whole process was like my biggest cheerleader and like supporter. And, and you know what you've done. Yeah. Uh, so it's been good. It's been good. I'm looking forward to the next step and doing more things. Doing more things. Though this yeah. is also an open uh, hiring call. If you guys need a, what's the descriptor again? Uh, slightly like, overweight. Slightly overweight. Extremely funny. Extremely charming, funny. Charming. Who can move well. Okay. If you require that in your life, um, business or pleasure. Yeah. Like you just want me to hang out with you. and Contact like at Good Hand. Juggle for you. Contact <laughs> at goodhandpodcast.com. Yes, please. Very much. Thank you. Uh you know what, man? But you know what? This comes with this this whole notion of like, okay, so now I'm free to act, and like, because I feel like, I mean, any young actor always has that dream of like moving to Hollywood and doing their own thing. Yeah. And, but like, I feel like that's recently been rekindled because of a because mm-hmm. of the freedom, but also, man, it's an exciting time for Asian Americans. It really or is. Asians around the world. It's like, so like Nathan. I mean, Crazy Rich Asians came out how long ago? And we Crazy watched. Crazy Rich Asians came out, I think, at this point, two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. So relatively recently, it's killing it at the box office. Yeah. Surprisingly so. And then there's also like um, that recent Netflix movie to all the boys I've loved before. I love that movie. Like, like I'm just, legit, I love that movie. I'm just happy that like, I feel like Asians didn't really make that much noise in the whole like, we need to be represented conversation. Yeah, because we're like, oh, oh, thank you. Oh, 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 you have that one tiny role where we yeah. do Kung Fu. Oh, thank you, thank you. Oh, thank you. I'm going to go do mathematics. But Asians weren't making a ton of noise in that conversation because I think the majority of Asians, and I'm not talking about like young people, I'm talking about the majority of Asians as a whole are completely okay with it because there's such things as K-dramas, mm-hmm. there are, there's J-dramas, there's C-dramas. Yeah, like in our own, like, okay, so that's something, okay, so first of all, I want to talk about this real quick. Like, I don't know if your Facebook feed was anything like mine, but like mm-hmm. the amount of people that were, had so many different views and opinions and feedback and like yeah. backlash against yeah. Crazy Rich Asians, specifically in Singapore, was astounding to me. Yeah, Because for me, my view on it was relatively, sim- maybe even too simple. I was just like, oh, wow opportunity for Asians to show up because people like people are talking about how the lack of Malay and Indian representation in Singapore right. like an unrealistic view of Singapore or that showed Singapore's worst but it's like I mean that's the movie I mean it's called Crazy Retreat it's like okay for example no one no one will okay I don't know why I keep using this as my example it's like people who, who go to the uh, early noughties CW show Gossip Girl and they go like hey where are the Poor New Yorkers who don't gossip, uh-huh. who don't live in the upper east. That's not the show, though. Like Crazy Rich Asians is one guy who wrote a story and is telling a story, and it happens to feature Singaporeans. And like 
away from like the story point of view, like the the point of view of like how many people they hired, the the focus on Singapore and industry, the the very capable Singaporean actors. It's nothing yeah. but good things. Yeah. And then like you you move it from the Singapore diaspora and you look at like the Asian American influence. Like, yeah. dude, it opens up. Stuff. I I just I just don't think it was this movie's job to be like Singapore's this jo- herald. The, the, you know, the, this, the, mo- this, the job of this movie was to have a is to was to provide a good rom com that showed an interesting view of a of life that people don't really know about. Exactly, that's true and, of any movie. And I think it it did it completely fine. Like it, yeah, like, it did a good job. It wasn't super great, but yeah. it was good. Like it gave a very refreshing Asian perspective to an art like a greater audience. You need to remember that this isn't a movie for the world. Yeah. And um the movie's just trying to tell a good story. It's not the movie's job to be Singapore's spokesperson. Yeah, pretty much. It's not the movie's job to rep to, to, to like showcase every single bit of Singapore. Although I understand the kind of knee-jerk reaction that this should be the movie to do it, because it's kind of the first big Hollywood movie ever set here. Um and properly set here. You know, I'm not I don't count you, Agent 47. <laughs> um but yeah. Uh when I watched it, I was perfectly okay with it. I didn't expect it to be like a microcosm of what Singapore represents and is because I think Singapore is a young but extremely complex country and it's almost impossible to really showcase it. Even local films sometimes don't showcase it very well. And the ones that do are done with a lot of effort and comes from a lot of knowledge and background like um, history. Like hmm. I'm, I'm thinking about movies like Ilo Ilo. Sure. That kind of showcase a very broad spectrum of what Singapore is about. But that, you know, that was the movie's intention. Yeah. That was what the movie story was about. Ilo to show a reflection good. of Singapore. This movie was not trying to do that. It's trying to like um, give a wider audience a little peek into what the Asian perspective, the Asian family unit is like. Yeah, and it's supposed to be fun. It's yeah, to be and to me, to me, that was like the best part about the movie. That like, this thing that I personally and a lot of people can probably agree that they grew up with or grew up around, mm-hmm. like this family expectation, like the whole overharping parent sometimes, like it's things that are very familiar to an uh, uh, an East Asian audience. Yes, yeah. and the themes were very strong. Like the, that whole notion of East versus West, I thought they handled very well. Yeah, because like if it was a real like imperialistic like fucking colonizer type movie, they'd be like, no, Western values are the way to go. Yeah. Whereas I feel like this movie kind of met in the middle, right? Because yeah. you had like the the mahjong scene where like like she, it's almost as if like Constant Wu's character had to like figure out how she fit in the whole thing. Like that was the whole point, right? Uh-huh. So she's not. It's not just like the real like. Eastern thing would be like sacrifice everything for your family, blah blah blah. The whole Western thing would be like, oh no, the individual is number one, and they kind of met in the middle, yeah, right. Like uh, Constance Wu learned a little bit from the Eastern side, and Michelle Yeoh's character learned a little bit from uh, Constance Wu's character, and it was all good. Yeah, and Henry Golding was man, that guy's charming as hell. He has a nice face. He has a ni- he's got a nice voice. <laughs> it's like it's like Gula Manaka butter <laughs> or something. That's but something. yeah, I I thought it was a perfectly enjoyable movie, and. Um, Again, like it's just exciting that this opportunity is so within reach. Of, totally, like, of, of uh, like for for Asian actors in yeah, general. Yeah, totally. And like the the point I was making before about how Asians never really complain too much about representation. <laughs> I think sometimes it's like you don't really know what you're missing out on until you see it. Oh, totally. You know, and I think um, up until this point. For Singaporeans, at least, it was so rare to see genuinely good Asian representation on on any kind of foreign screen. Mm. It's usually, like you said, the kung fu character or like the character who is 
very specifically Asian. Yeah. As opposed to just a human being doing things. Well, I was going to say, like, this kind of, like, there's that notion. Sorry, I didn't draw. I think I cut you off a little bit. But, like, yeah, there's, because, like, a lot of times, especially with minority characters, you have one that's, like, so stereotypical. Like, if it's an Asian character, it would be, like, yeah, just, he's, like, a long hair, dyed, does kung fu, blah, 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 blah. And then, but then there's the whole notion of, like, oh, just a character who just happens to be Asian. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the true way forward is something more towards the middle, where it's, like, a character whose Asian-ness is a part of their character, mm. but isn't all their character. Yeah. Like, they're a fully fleshed out character that doesn't, like, ignore... Like, it what, affects their choices. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, of, like, of, like... Yeah, exactly, you're right. But it's also, like, I'm trying to think of, like, characters who are, like, who are like, who are played by Asian or, or different characters who's not these, who have, like, names that are, like, completely ridiculous that, like, just sound like white people names. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about, right? That, that definitely comes along. I can't yeah, think yeah, of yeah. one example, but they're out there. But are you thinking of characters who are Asian just because they're Asian and not because of, like, they need to be Asian? Yeah, I'm talking... Very yeah. few come to mind. So I'm thinking about... Uh, 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 a, a bunch of them from Orange is a New Black. I yeah. think they do a good job of like making the characters' heritage important, but never the main thing. The main. That's thing. how it should be. Like yeah. I feel like that's the way forward because it's like it's the whole. I mean, I don't know if you talk about it because we talk about how Singapore is a rojak, right? Yeah. Um. Just just to like, let me Americanize it because that's what I'm more comfortable with. And how about like we used to say that America was a melting pot. Mm-hmm. Like in other words, you would take eat different ingredients from all around the world and it becomes its own thing. But then a re- a little more updated version of that is calling it a salad bowl. Uh-huh. So you still take the ingredients, but instead of it becoming one brown mush, it like it's still each ind- individual ingredient still has its own flavor, its own place, and you put it together and it makes a whole thing. Right. So that's what I'm talking about. It's like you have to be respectful of where they came from. So like be a salad bowl, not make a melting pot. Yes. The respect Arugia. is the salad dressing on top of the salad of life and Binds race. Us together. Binds us together. Bro. Yes. Yeah, I don't know what that means, but like that's that's kind of where I'm going with that. But it's it is an exciting time, and like, dude, like legit, like we watched Crazy Rich Asians on whatever when it came on on Tuesday, and on Wednesday afternoon we watched for some reason we just chucked on to all the boys I love before, and I thought that was great, mm-hmm. and that was like that was so that kind of like. That's another aspect too, because she her Asianness was not really that big of a deal. It was mentioned her mother was Korean. They talked about Korean food, and it was a little bit part of it, but uh-huh. it wasn't a driving force. But it was still nice because the back the on behind the scenes, like all these companies that got pitched this story wanted to make the character white, right? Because that's just what you do, right? Yeah. And like the the writer stuck by her guns and waited till someone would be like okay with her being Asian. And it was Netflix because yeah. Netflix is the shit. Yeah. And they did it, and it was a great story, and it was a well done. I am yeah. a fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you throw in Kim's Convenience, and then like there's all Asians. I'm enjoying Asian stuff everywhere. <laughs> Dude, Kim's Convenience is the best. Enjoying Asian stuff through Western eyes. I think yeah. that's because yeah. also let's not discount the fact that I myself, I mean. The closest thing I identify as is Asian American. Yeah. Like I'm not fully Filipino. I'm certainly not Singaporean. I'm not certainly not American. I'm kind of fit like in the Venn diagram of that. I'm somewhere floating in the middle. Uh-huh. So like this, like I I relate most to Constant Wu's character in Crazy Rich Asians of like this like girl who was brought up in America yeah. who like comes back to Asia to see the difference and it's like jarring. Mm-hmm. So it's good stuff, man. I enjoyed it. I I, I completely underestimated the feeling of empowerment you get from seeing yourself represented on Totes. a screen. Oh. I, I really completely underestimated that. Like I always knew that like, yes, it is something that if you grow up with, if it's something that um, is subconscious, then this limitation or barrier is invisible. It doesn't mm-hmm. exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's completely broken even. Um, whereas like, 
for myself, like not really growing up with seeing too many, like pe- people from Singapore in movies that I personally watched. Right. Like I remember like getting a tiny kick every time I saw a Singaporean on screen or something. Like 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 when I saw Fan Wong in in Shanghai Nights. Like oh cool Ooh, yeah. When I saw Chin Han in The Dark Knight. I mean he's you know, that dude he, gets work. Yeah, that dude gets work. Yeah. Um. I mean he barely grew up here, but still it counts. Like I'll, we'll take what we can get. Right. <laughs> exactly right. And then like with this movie. I'm literally seeing people that I grew up watching, people that I've worked with before, people that we have yeah. spoken to. Changhua, yeah. Janice. And like, it just felt like there was so much pride and then there was so much like um, genuine happiness not for, for, for the people um, on screen. But also there was just this feeling like, huh, this is now acceptable mm-hmm. or like this is no you're not that's not right to say this is now it's a thing a thing like quite simply it's a this thing this was a, the it's number there. one movie in the US for two and a half weeks now yeah. and like it is now within reach yeah though for I would, like a whole new sect of people it's really great it's yeah. really great for Singapore though I would be remiss to say and my girlfriend would kick me for not mentioning that the best parts about this movie about Singapore were, were played by Malaysians <laughs> Michelle Yeoh, Henry Golding, both Malaysian. Oh, 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 special shout out. Rachel's in this movie. My girlfriend's in this movie. Yeah? Yeah, so the top three performers in this movie, all Malaysian. Where was she? Okay, so there's the scene when the when they just arrive in Changi, uh-huh. and they're walking through the airport, and Rachel's a orange blur in the background as a stewardess. No, so it's a short extra role, yeah. but I think it's I think it's it's, it's funny because like uh, like you know we talk about Conti and how like you have to be like oh you have to look worry about the continuity make sure like from scene to scene stuff moving yeah. like it looks like she's on a treadmill because like, <laughs> it, like she's like walking because I'm obviously I'm watching her because I'm like oh my god that's my girlfriend yeah so like she's walking and then it cuts and then it cuts back to her angle and then she's walking in the same spot basically yeah and it cuts and it cuts back and then she's like kind of like oh, like a little too far back and it kind of too far. it's like I'm like I'm like oh look interesting <laughs> you're messing up. I mean, I don't think it's Rachel's fault. I think it's the director's fault. <laughs> I'm doing that record there. Love you, baby. Uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, crazy rich Asians. <laughs> I yeah, I, I, I forgot the last thought. <laughs> it's okay. I'm sure it was a good thought. Yep. So yeah, man. What else do we have to talk about? I feel like. Um, I think there are a lot of things down the line For that sure. I want to get into. Um, at the moment, um, I'm kind of happy to. Wrap it up in in, yeah. in a quick second. I mean, we yeah, this was never supposed to be like a full full episode. This is just like, hey, we're back and stuff is coming soon. Little, kind of a thing. A little tickle in your ear holes. Yeah. Before we fully penetrate that canal. Yeah. Ooh. Uh. See that whole Me Too thing happened while we were gone. Yeah, I'm sorry. So we have to be like careful. I need about to be it. a little bit more sensitive. Yeah, it's terrible, man. Jeez, what is wrong with me? <sighs> Let's reflect on that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. No, but it's so good to be back, man. It's so good to be recording. Uh, man, this is like really old school because now we're back at like full exposure. We're in your bedroom for a change. Yes. Like we're not in Good Hang Studios. That's a... There's been some reshuffling, yes. Yeah, but it's, it's comfortable. It's cozy. It feels like back to basics. Just <laughs> the two of us. One microphone. I'm honestly just like um, very afraid well, this whole time I've been afraid that I've just gone rusty because it's been a while since I've spoken for like 90 minutes interrupted mm. and just like airing out thoughts. Like I feel like in total in the last, how long has it been? 10 months? Yeah. 
in the last 10 months, I have spoken significantly less than the 10 months preceding it. So like, I'm just nervous that like the thoughts in my head aren't as clearly uh, presented. But then again, I could have been completely incoherent before and have not known it. So who knows? Yeah, well, I don't get nervous. I just get good. Oh, shit. What? <laughs> I don't know, man. Mm. So we should wrap it up pretty soon. I just want to say, Nathan, is there anything you were excited about coming up soon? Anything interesting happening? Um, anything cool in your life that you want to share with our audience or with ooh. me? Any TV shows you're excited about watching? Oh, right. That kind of thing. I thought you just meant like like work-wise. Well, anything. Anything <laughs> you really want to share. I mean, okay. The, the, the things that I'm excited about, I genuinely just don't know if I want to talk about them yet because they're so weirdly uh, in a, in such an in-between place right now. I'd just rather not That's say fair. anything. Uh, the things that I do know are happening is that there's going to be that movie coming out. I'm working on the soundtrack at the moment, so that's been a fun experience. Yeah, um, like to 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 get into the mindset of film scoring. I like, I like Nathan the John Williams of Singapore. Oh, that's please don't. Uh, <laughs> but um, so that's one like surefire project that's happening at the moment. Um, going to ch- China and Japan at the end of the month to mm-hmm. sort out some work stuff, and yeah. Other than that, it's just really Pretty trying chill. to trying to line a lot of things up, and I'd rather not speak about it fair until enough. I know for sure they're happening and I have fair dates. Enough, fair enough. Well, dear listeners, here's what I would like to leave you with. Um, so, in my free time, because I've had more free time, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and getting into new things and like rediscovering old things. And I just want to like, there's a little band that formed seventy uh, something years ago in the in England called the Beatles. You've heard of them, Nathan, right? The who now? The Beatles. They smell it weird. But anyway, yeah, the Beatles, like, it's like, I was always into them. Like, I grew up with them. But I've only recently delved deep into the catalog of the Beatles. And man, they have some good fucking music. Oh, yeah. And like, to help me get into this, I've been listening to a podcast called, um, I'm going somewhere with this, trust me. Uh, I listened to a podcast called Screw It, We're Going to Talk About the Beatles, which mm-hmm. is like, couple of funny improvisers from the UCB theater get together and they just talk about the Beatles. They just talk about all the albums, all the solo albums and everything about the Beatles, a deep dive. And I always realized, holy shit. I mean, I learned about the Beatles through my parents or through my mom specifically. And I recently came back from the Philippines. I just asked them, I was like, holy crap. You know, I, I, I just learned recently also that the Beatles went to the Philippines in 1966. It was like their third wow. to last concert. And before they gave up touring completely. And yeah. it's, it's, it's famous for being a complete debacle. Like performing in Philippines, yeah. <laughs> like they, the at the time it was the Marcoses were in charge, you know, famous right. dictators. But before but they weren't dictators yet; they had yet to declare martial law, I think. Mm-hmm. So, uh, First Lady Imelda Marcos, she of many shoes, invited the Beatles over for lunch, and because they didn't have much time, they didn't even want to, they declined. Uh-huh. And the Philippine public fucking outrage. They got crazy angry and started mobbing them and throwing fruit at them and calling them names and talking shit and they like got out of there and wow. ever since none of the Beatles have a pleasant thing to say about my home country it's hilarious wow. but anyway I asked my parents I was like man there was something like 30 or a hundred there's hundreds of like tens of thousands of people at this concert I'm like did you guys go I asked my parents the other day and my mom was like and my mom was a huge fan she was like oh I had tickets but you know I'm a good girl my dad told me not to go so I didn't go and I was like what the fuck also I didn't want to get mangoes pelted at me yeah I guess well they didn't know it was gonna be bad at the time and then I asked my and then my dad I was like oh crazy and then my dad spoke up because I didn't know he was that big of a fan he said oh yeah I went I'm like, really? What? You went? I'm like, how far away were you? What, was it amazing? He's like, oh, yeah, I was pretty close. They're okay. <laughs> the opening Filipino band was better. 
And I was like, what the fuck? I'm like flabbergasted over here. Like, mom, you had a chance How were the Beatles? They were okay. <laughs> okay. How were they live in nah. person? They were okay. <laughs> He's like, they were just the Beatles. Like, I think my dad's, my, my dad's, my favorite quote was like, ah, they were just the Beatles. <laughs> like, if they were anyone else, but mine. Yeah, no, like people people uh, forget or sometimes are just like, completely unaware that the Beatles are beyond like their famous like fifteen songs. They have like a discography of like hundreds, dude. And when you really get into it, it's unbelievable. Like you yeah. know, your Hey Jude's, your Yesterdays, your all that shit. Yeah. Once you start discovering like the lesser known ones, yeah. like some of my favorite songs are like Oh, like these are still relatively well known. Like Oh, darling, she said, she said, only sleeping. These are amazing songs yeah. that are not like like. What do they always say in the podcast in the screw we're gonna talk about the Beatles podcast, they always say like some songs were just always there. Yeah. Like, I'm not there a big never- fan. I'm not a big fan of a lot of their covers. Twist and Chat. That's different. They they okay, like some of their covers are next level amazing. Yes. But like a good amount of them are just kind of weird. I mean, what makes them so great is like oh what makes their songs so great is that they wrote them and came up with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Long Tong Sally is such good stuff. But mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. what was I gonna say? Uh there's there's songs that are always there. There was never a time when there was no yesterday. There was never a time when there was no Here Comes the Sun. It was just always there. Yeah. But when you really get into it, the Beatles are a good band. So my my, my plug is to a band called the Beatles, guys. Listen to them. Get into them. They're not really bad. Good. They're not bad. <laughs> All right. Not too shabby for a legendary band from how many years ago now? 40? I mean, they formed in the 1961, 62, around the 1960s. A long time. Wow. Nearly 60 years. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that is all there is to gab about on this Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, I mean, we've been talking for a thousand, sixteen thousand bars. Is that what we're looking at, Nathan, on your little garage band here? Yes, yes. I forgot to record it in minutes and seconds. I'm recording bars. it in bars at 120 BPM. Oh, I can't do math. I'm not There's a way to do the math on this that I I can't be bothered let's, to do. Let's, let's not though. <laughs> Let's not do that. Yeah, let's not do that. But anyway, but it's been great. It's good to be back. A little, it's great to catch up, man. Little, you know, it's good. It's good to get catch up with you, buddy. Yeah, it's good um, to be back in the studio. Again, the the usual SOP for for this podcast. If there's literally anything you want to ask us, anything you wish for us to talk about or see or be aware of, uh, you can still tweet it at us. You can send it to us on Instagram, and that yep. is all at Good Hang Podcast. Yeah. Uh, if you want to support us, our Patreon's still available. And this is something I feel like I never cleared up. Patreon people, you only get charged if we come out with episodes. Like, you don't get charged if nothing comes out. So, like, it's not like you've been being charged this whole time. Because that would be fucked up. That would actually make me feel horrible. Horribly accept. Yeah, and I would give back the money immediately. But, like, yeah. So, look out for that. Uh, and uh, Patreon's not getting too good of a rap lately, but, you know. Oh, the, well, you know, if you... <laughs> If you want to be a sugar daddy and see some titties, oh, God. Then just support our Patreon because you'll be able to do that for us, too. Less titties, though, in ours. Also, at least, less at least, yacht at, parties. At least, at least one. There's one big titty. At least one titty between the four of us. Oh, the, four of the four that we have. Oh, the four nipples. Yes. Great. Uh, on that note, guys, thank you so much. Uh, we'll be back soon. Thanks. We'll be back very, very soon. Bye. Oh, wait. No. Thanks for the hang. Forgot. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Thanks for, for the, the hang. hang. With more enthusiasm. Do we usually just do this with guests or do we do it too? Uh, I can't remember. Okay, we'll just do it anyway. All right. Thanks, Thanks for, for the hang. hang. Oh, God, I hate simultaneous stuff. Right, you, yeah, say, you, say, you say it first. No. Thanks for the hang, Nathan. Thanks for the hang. We're John. keeping all of this, right? Yeah. Let's keep it all because it's so stupid.